Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 55, Using Google Earth to Be a Better Turkey Hunter. I am your host and recently crowned king of karaoke. So this past Friday night, my wife tricked me into going to sing karaoke and let's just say I brought the place down with a little Nirvana, some Johnny Cash, some Jason Derulo, a little bit of Queen, and capped it all off with some Jeremiah. So other than singing some Frank Sinatra, I pretty much brought everything I had. Enough about karaoke. We are 138 days, 9 hours, 14 minutes, and 1 second away from opening day of turkey season in Alabama. So before I went to karaoke last Friday, I actually took the day off because my dad needed some help getting some tree stands off of some of the hunting property that we lost for this hunting season. This is a piece of property we've had for 25 years and we lost it. So we had several tree stands on that piece of property that we needed to remove and he and I went down there Friday and took those stands down and took them to a new piece of property that we got that's about 340 or so acres and dropped the tree stands off on that piece of property. That's the first time I've been to the new piece of property. And from what I saw, which was not very much, it looks like it's going to be a really good piece of property. So he and I were talking, and he said that my oldest brother had already drawn out the piece of property on Google Earth, and that he had taken it to one of the local office supply stores here in town, and gotten that image enlarged so we could have a hunting map and he mentioned that my brother Pete did that on Google Earth and so I already knew the answer to the question but I asked him if he'd looked at the property on Google Earth. Well my dad is not technologically savvy. In fact he is pretty far from that. He has an iPhone and he can make phone calls on it and he can send text messages. Other than that There's really no reason for him to have an iPhone. So it got me to thinking about all of the cool stuff that he's missing out on. All of the technology that we have today that we can use to make us better hunters. So I said, you know what, that's a great topic or what I'm going to do, topics for the Turkey Hunter podcast. Because 
there are so many different things out there that we can be using that have come about in the last few years that can really improve our hunting success. So I want to talk about some of those. So I'm going to do basically a turkey hunting and technology series. I'm going to do, I don't know, three or four podcasts maybe, where we're going to talk about technology. I'm going to get some people on the show to interview, to talk about different apps that they've invented or created that can help us to have more success. I'm going to be talking about some of these technologies on my own and my experiences with them. And that's what I'm going to do today. All of this technology, all of the smartphones, the tablets, the computers, all of that have changed the way that we do everything today. From buying a house and getting a mortgage, to grocery shopping, to finding a new job or hiring employees. Heck, technology is even changing the way we farm, the way we find spouses and mates, and even how we hunt. Even though I cuss technology on a near daily basis, I do believe that we are better off today with technology than we were 40 or 50 years ago. I'm not talking about the moral decline of the country. That's a different topic for a different podcast altogether. I'm just talking about how technology has made things easier for us. And I can tell you that we are certainly better hunters today because of technology. And today I want to talk about one of those technological tools that is Google Earth and how we can use it to make us better turkey hunters. And today I may not be telling you anything that you don't already know because I know that most of you listening to this podcast are technologically savvy to a certain point or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast. You'd be listening to the radio, maybe even AM radio. So I'm going to talk about a few of the ways that I use Google Earth. And at the end of the show, I'm going to ask you to shoot me an email and let me know if there's something that you do on Google Earth that I didn't mention that might help me to be able to find more turkeys and kill more turkeys. So I use Google Earth a fair amount, maybe two times a week. I know there's going to be several of you listening to this show that use it every single day and you use it as part of your job. I'm never going to claim to know more about Google Earth than you are, but Just out of coincidence, today I was using Google Earth to look at a piece of property that I'm considering buying. This property is coming up on an auction site and it's going to be sold today at noon. So I'm pulling the property up and I'm looking at it. And the property doesn't have any paved road frontage, but there is a dirt road that comes from the paved road into this piece of property. So today I'm following this dirt road on Google Earth. I'm checking elevations. I'm just looking around at the satellite imagery and and I scrolled across something that made me stop and do a double take. It turns out the day that the satellite flew over this particular piece of property to take the satellite image someone was sitting in a tree stand hunting and you can see the silhouette of that person on the satellite imagery. That completely blew me away. I have never seen that before on Google Earth. You may have seen it before. I never have. I was just floored. So I called my wife into the room and I said, you got to look at this. So she comes in, she takes a look at it. She says, wow, there's somebody hunting. So I don't think it's my imagination playing tricks on me. She saw it as the last thing that she would probably think of. So I took a little snapshot of it on the screen. I'm posting it as the cover art for today's episode. So if you want to see that, go check it out on the website 
www.iamturkeyhunting.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. On the left-hand side of the page will be the cover art for today's episode. And I've got a red frame around the hunter in the satellite imagery from Google Earth. Really, really cool stuff. So we're not going to be using Google Earth to spot turkeys because obviously the turkeys are not going to be there today when the satellite imagery was taken months and months ago. But I do want to talk about how I use Google Earth for scouting, when I'm hunting, and for safety reasons. And I'm going to go over a few ways I use it to help me kill more turkeys and to stay safe. So the first way that I use Google Earth is with my scouting. Now nothing's going to top putting shoe leather on the ground to help you learn a piece of property, but when you can't get to the property to walk around and to scout it, Google Earth is not very far behind shoe leather on the ground. Google Earth is a great way to find roosting areas, fields where turkeys may feed, hollows where they may seek shelter from the wind, lakes, rivers, streams, and creeks where they may be watering, hardwood ridges or draws or roads that they may be using as travel routes between feeding areas. One thing that I like to do a lot on Google Earth is I like to use the altitude feature as a great way to find and pin low-lying areas that provide turkey shelter on those windy days. We all know turkey hunting on windy days is not fun. We can't hear and typically that's how we locate turkeys to hunt is with our hearing. So since we can't do this, we have to get where the turkeys are. One of those places where turkeys are on those windy days are those low-lying areas out of the wind. I find these areas on Google Earth by hovering the mouse or the pointer over an area on the map and looking at the altimeter on the bottom right-hand part of the screen. Now, the altimeter is not dead on 100% accurate but it's pretty dang close. I have looked at a lot of pieces of property on Google Earth and actually walked them, and that altimeter is pretty dang close to being right, and it can show you the altitude changes over an entire piece of property if you want to look at it. Now, in doing that, I can get a rough estimation of the altitude change from point A to point B, and once I've checked the altitude change or the terrain, I can look more closely at the trees in that area. Because the Google Earth satellite images are primarily taken during the winter, any evergreen trees like your pine trees or your cedar trees will be green on the map. The deciduous trees like oaks, maples, hickory, and gums will not show leaves on them on those images. And if I know that turkeys are still feeding on acorns and other nuts and seeds and that hollow out of the wind has nut producing deciduous trees in it, then that is a place that I'm marking on the map and when I do put the boots on the ground I'm going to check that spot out to look for turkey sign. The best way to get to that spot is to first drop and name and save a pin at that location. Name the location as scouting point number one or scouting point number 99 and start looking for the nearest trail or two track and then a paved road that can get you there and back home. If you don't know how to drop a pin on Google Earth, there are a lot of tutorials on YouTube where someone can show you on video how to drop a pin and save that pin much better than I can describe to you on an audio podcast. So go to YouTube and search for dropping a pin on Google Earth, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of choices to choose from. 
Now when you hover your pointer, you may also want to write down the GPS coordinates for that location. The GPS coordinates can be found on the lower right hand part of the screen as well. So write down those GPS coordinates and plug that into your GPS or into your telephone and let it, that help you get to that location. Now Google Earth will also allow you to even draw a path from your parking spot to that location and take a snapshot of that screen. You can then email that snapshot to yourself so you can pull that exact map up on your phone once you arrive at your parking spot. Again, YouTube is the best place to learn how to do that if you don't know how to do it. They're going to be able to explain how to do that better than I can on an audio podcast. Now, if you live east of the Mississippi River, then you may have a harder time finding really good roost sites and watering holes than those of you who are listening west of the Mississippi River on Google Earth. Where trees and water are generally harder to find, Google Earth is like money in the bank for finding turkeys. So in those states like Kansas and Oklahoma, where there are more oil wells and windmills than there are trees, Google Earth can get you to where turkeys are roosted. So as far as finding roosting sites, for me, Google Earth is probably not the best source for that if you're east of the Mississippi River. Now, if you're hunting a low-lying area that has a lot of water on it, then maybe Google Earth can help you find those roosting sites. It can certainly help you find those areas that are out of the water that are good hunting areas for you. But for those of us who are east of the Mississippi River, Google Earth is a great source for finding and pinning those areas that are off the beaten path and require much more effort to get to. And we all know that those areas will hold more unpressured birds than the easy to find and easy to access areas near the roads. So so let's say you pull up a large tract of property, let's say land between the lakes in Tennessee or in Kentucky. Once you get that area pulled up, you want to look for areas that are mile or two miles off of the roads and trails and try to get to those areas to find birds that most of your hunters are not going to try to get to. So it's a great way to locate those hidden areas that really deserve a little bit more exploring. I also like to use Google Earth to look for travel routes and pinch points as well. Turkeys, like deer and people, like to travel the path of least resistance. That doesn't mean that they won't walk up and over the steepest hill around because they are still wild animals after all. But when unpressured and traveling from one feeding area to another, they will generally take an easier route to get to and from those areas. So you can use Google Earth to find those draws and hollows with steep sides or even strips of land between two bodies of water and get in those areas midday through roosting time to locate those moving birds. Another great thing to look for when scouting on Google Earth are fields. Fields are another gold mine discovery on Google Earth when you know that birds are or should be feeding in them. Google Earth often provides good enough imagery to tell whether or not a field is an agricultural field or a fallow field, and that combined with the knowledge that turkeys are targeting waste grain as a food source or insects as a food source can reveal some prime turkey hunting sites for you. Now, another way that I use Google Earth that really helps me is when I'm actually in the woods hunting. When I'm hunting on an unfamiliar area and I stumble upon a gobbling bird, whether he's roosted still or he's already on the ground, 
I will look at Google Earth to see if I can figure out where that bird may be headed to feed or look for love. And I'll also look for my best approach to that turkey and look for anything that may hang that turkey up, like a road or a stream, even a fence line, anything along those lines that may prevent that turkey from coming to me, I want to look for on Google Earth while I'm hunting. Now, if I've got a hot bird and he's gobbling his rear end off and he is coming towards me, I'm not pulling up my phone to look. I'm looking for a spot to sit down and hunt. But when you have time and that turkey is not running to your calling, pull your phone out, take a look, see if there's anything that may hang that turkey up. Now, I also like to use Google Earth while I'm hunting to spy on my neighbors. No, not like what you're thinking, but I do use it to see what the neighboring properties look like and why any turkeys on the neighboring properties may be on their property. So I can better determine how I can ambush them coming from their roosting site or feeding areas on my neighbor's property to the roosting site or feeding areas on my property. And again, I'm looking for the same thing those travel corridors, all that stuff. So those are things that generally you can find pretty easily even while you're hunting. One other way that I've used Google Earth before is to drop a pin on the map where I've encountered a bird and email that to myself. And I'll hang on to that info for a later day and time when I decide I want to go after that bird again. And I've also used that same method to send that image to a hunting buddy who has a better line of approach and greater odds of being successful than I do at my location. Now a word of caution when doing that is you need to be mindful of your state game laws when using your phone to communicate information like that to another hunter. In some states it is illegal to use your telephone to communicate with another hunter and provide that hunter information that might help him or her be successful or have an advantage on taking that wild animal. So check out your state game laws before you start taking snapshots on Google Earth and sending those to your hunting buddy. I don't want you to get a ticket for that. I have also used Google Earth to drop a pin on the location of a gobbler in a strut zone so that I could get around that turkey without bumping him to try to call him from a different area. And last but not least, I like to use Google Earth while I'm turkey hunting to keep myself safe. A couple of ways I do that are to drop a pin where I'm hunting and send that snapshot to my hunting buddies or to my wife to let them know the general area that I'm going to be hunting in that day. So if I don't show up at noon or I don't show up at dark, they'll have a general area of where I am and be able to concentrate their search in those areas. And I'll do the same exact thing if I'm hunting separate from my hunting buddy and I've decided to move to a new area. And most of the time, if my hunting partner is familiar with the area, I'll just shoot a text or make a phone call and say, hey, I'm headed over to the swamp field and he'll know what area I'm in. But if he's not familiar with where we are or if I'm not familiar exactly with where we are, taking that little snapshot of Google Earth after you drop a pin and sending that to him or her can really be a big help. It's something that I haven't mentioned and it's something that I don't do anymore a whole lot is in the past after the hunt I've used Google Earth to measure the approximate distance that I covered while I was hunting that day. 
I don't do that much anymore because there are better ways to do that now, which I'll get into in another episode during this series here in the next couple of weeks. But it's still a useful tool for that if you're curious about how many miles you put on the ground during turkey season. Now, one thing that's important to note about running Google Earth on your smartphone while you're in the woods is that Google Earth will eat your battery very quickly, especially in areas where it's having to really search for a data signal. So, I like to take those small cell phone chargers with me, just in case my phone dies while I'm in the turkey woods. Those little backups, they're cheap, they're small, and they are priceless when you need one. And if you run Google Earth a good bit while you're in the woods, you will need one. So, pick one of those up from your local electronics store, from Amazon, from wherever you want to pick one up from. They're $20-25, bucks, but they are well worth the money. Alright, so, so the last thing that I want to mention to you about Google Earth today is I use Google Earth to scout the areas that we're going hunting out of state before we go. I like to know what the lay of the land is like. Is the area primarily fields? Is it hardwoods? Is it mountains? And so, as most of you who listen to the show regularly know, in 2014, my hunting buddies and I took a trip to North Dakota and South Dakota and hunted public land. And I took the outline of the map of the public land that we were hunting. I put it on Google Earth in an overlay. I increased the opacity of the overlay so that you could still see the features on Google Earth underneath the map. And I started looking for areas that I thought might hold turkeys. And I dropped a few pins and I sent those out to my turkey hunting buddies that were going with me. So while we were there, in one area where I dropped a pin, we killed nine turkeys within a mile of that one area where I dropped a pin. It had everything that a turkey would need to live in that area. It was ideal turkey habitat. And when we got to that area, there were turkeys, lots and lots of turkeys in that area. So I'm telling you that just to drive home the point that Google Earth can really help you to find more turkeys and kill more turkeys, and it can help you stay safe while you're out there which is always very important to me. Okay, that's all that I have for you today. But I would love to hear how you use Google Earth to become a better turkey hunter. So send me an email to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com, andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Describe to me some of the features that you use on Google Earth that have helped you in the past to learn a piece of property before you ever got there or to help you kill a turkey after you did get there. I love hearing those stories, and when you share something great with me, I'm going to be sure to share it with everyone on next week's show as well. So send me that. I'm always interested in learning more about how I can use technology to make me a better hunter. All right, before I let you go, please, if you haven't already, leave a five-star rating and a review for the show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Also, subscribe to the show. Subscribing does not cost a dime. It's free, and you'll be notified as soon as a new episode is uploaded, so you'll be sure not to miss a thing. Last but not least, please don't forget to forward and share the show via social media or email. 
with all of your hunting buddies. That is much appreciated. Halloween is this weekend. I hope that you and your family have a very safe and happy Halloween. Enjoy some time in the woods if hunting season is here for you. And, and don't forget to send me those pictures of your trophy after you get them. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.